Hey, it's the Jersey Hardwood Podcast on moresportsnow.com, sponsored by LG Insurance. I'm your host, Steve Titchener. Today, I'll be joined by our co-host and contributor on moresportsnow.com, John McAlevey. We'll talk about Rutgers' amazing run so far in the Big Ten. Then we'll be joined by Seton Hall Sr. and More Sports Now contributor Kevin Astorino on Seton Hall's 10-game win streak. So some great college basketball going on in Jersey right now, John, huh? Absolutely. This is the year. You know, you and I, this was our baby heading into the season with uh, the Jersey Hardwood. We were looking around for a name. I think we settled in on a good one. Yeah. And um, who could have figured? I mean, the talk of the preseason was Seton Hall, Seton Hall, Seton Hall. Miles Powell is back. Player of the year, player of the year. NCAA tournament run, maybe, you know, Sweet 16 run. But. Lo and behold, no one, uh, even you as, a, as an alum and a huge Rutgers guy, nobody saw the Scarlet Knight popping into the top 25. Are you kidding me? But there they are. The season is right here. This is a, a miracle season for them. They're holding serve at home now. You know, we'll get into it a little bit later, but they're going to have to become road warriors now. But I saw a tweet from an esteemed college basketball analyst uh, yesterday. John Rothstein, who is terrific, he's all over the college basketball game. And he said, if Rutgers makes the NCAA tournament, then Steve Peichel is your national coach of the year. Can you imagine that rolling off a guy's tongue like that? Oh, it's great. Listen, he he would he would certainly deserve it. He's done a fantastic job. Now, there were expectations, John. We, uh, you know, Rutgers, you know, everybody at Rutgers believed that they were going to be much improved and that there was a storm brewing. I mean, this early, a little surprising. I mean, the thought process at the beginning of the season was, you know, if you know, maybe getting in the NIT, but with the Big Ten being as tough as it is, and, and again, pick 12th in the Big Ten, so no respect there uh, in the preseason. But, uh, you know, they, they've, yes, they have surprised. I didn't, I, they've developed quite well. And, you know, the, you knew there was a lot of pieces, but, you know, Peichel running a, you know, a rotation of nine right now. So they're pretty deep and everybody's contributing and they're, they're buying in and playing like a team. And there's a different player stepping up each, uh, each night. So they have, uh, they have played very well, certainly exceeding expectations. Yet we have to be careful because they've got a tough hoe ahead and uh, there's no guarantee. I mean, now they're, they're 16 and five overall, seven and three in the Big Ten. Uh, but they've had a lot of home games. They're perfect at home. They're one and four away uh, from the rack. So you got to take a look at that. And there's a lot of really tough road games coming up in the Big Ten. Uh, yeah. The mindset is getting to 20 wins, staying around 500 in the Big Ten. It, it will get them to the dance. But even that is going to be a, a tough, tough road because, again, they, they're going away a lot. Now, they're, they're playing Michigan this Saturday at the Garden. I think that's a break for Rutgers not having to go to the Chrysler Arena in Ann Arbor. I mean, it's almost like no you, get, you get a, now it's now it's Michigan's home game and they'll have a lot. Of, I'm sure there's a lot of alum in New York City, so they'll come out. But Rutgers will have a lot, a lot of fans in New York on Saturday. So, I mean, the way they're playing and Rutgers is, I mean, you could throw a rock from the rack and hit the garden. I mean, for the most part, it's right around the corner. So that place should be a, a lot of red there, especially with how well they're playing. And I think they're getting Michigan at a good time. I mean, early on in the season, 
Michigan had a lot of big upsets and peaked in, in the top 10 in the nation. And since then, they've really hit on some hard times. So they're not playing all that well right now. This should be a game, as you said. It's not a it's a home game for Michigan, but it's in Manhattan. So it's really a home game for Rutgers. So this should be one that they should put in their back pocket because this will, you know, this will cushion them for these real road games that, let's face it, it's hard as anything to win in the Big Ten. Oh, so yeah. I'm not expecting Rutgers to pull multiple wins on the road. But this is one that they really have to have to give themselves a little cushion as they head out on the road. I think it's really important. I think both games against Michigan, because then they get them later in the season back at the rack. And yes, you are correct. Michigan is not the Michigan we know that's going to, uh, you know, the finals in the national championship, final fours and such. I mean, their coach has moved on. Uh, Juwan Howard's there now. I mean, they're not, um, they're not, it's his first year. I mean, he's got to feel his way out, right? And, uh, yeah. and, 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 you know, so they are not the, the Michigan that we, that we've known over the last uh, recent history anyway. And, uh, this is an opportunity for Rutgers, especially in New York to get that game. And, and I think it's pretty important to hold, hold court. And, uh, I, I probably too much of an expectation to think that they go perfect at the rack all season. But, you know, if they do, that could be enough for them because, you know, they go on the road and look, you go to, you're at Maryland. A very good team to go down to D.C. They get huge crowds there. That's going to be really tough. And they go to uh, at Ohio State and at Wisconsin, at Penn State, at Purdue. Those are all going to be really, really tough games uh, to win yep. in Big Ten ma- matchups. Out, the only one I would really give them a shot at winning would be the one at Purdue. Purdue is really down this year because, as you said, winning at some of those other big ones. Maybe the Maybe at Penn State, if I'm not mistaken, was it last year or the year before? Rutgers yeah. got its first ever road win in Big Ten play at Penn State. Yes. I think that was last year. Yeah. Uh, but listen, the Nittany Lions are in the top 25. They're right there with yeah. uh, Rutgers. They're both like 24 and 25. I think they're right on top of each other. So Yeah, and that I'm, I'm told that the— a really good win. I'm told when Penn State's not good, that Bryce Jordan Center's not like the most intimidating place in the world. But now that— now that they're good and 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 they you know Rutgers beat them at the rack. I mean they'll be out and that that place will be loud and they're a very good team. So yeah. you know these a lot of you know and there's that they're ranked ahead of Rutgers right now. Uh, they hammered Indiana last yeah. night. Yeah. Wow. And uh, Ohio State dropped like a stone. They just they were they were number one in the country at one point. Um, yeah. And still, that's a, it's tough to go out to again to to Columbus and, and and win that game. So if you look at these road games, it's tough. Hope to snag one of them. Absolutely have to win, uh, you know, at home versus Northwestern. Got to have that one. And, you know, the no reason why, you know, Illinois, they took Illinois to the wire in Champaign. So getting yeah. them at home, they should be okay. But, you know, you slip. Look, they had a couple slips these last two games. I mean, they had, you know, 14-point leads in both games against Nebraska and uh, and and Purdue. I think Purdue was as high as 17. And, uh, you know, Nebraska came back and took the lead late at the rack, and they had to have a miracle uh, ending there, a 9-0 run to pull that one yeah. on with Geo, Geo Baker with a big three-point uh, uh, basket at the end. To, to win it. And then, uh, you know, Purdue, I mean, the one concern you have with Rutgers is they get these big leads and then they don't put the game away. Uh, Purdue came back, got real close. They're a couple possessions away from tying it. And, uh, and uh, Rutgers uh, pulled it out. They do have a, 
They do have a couple of um, of streaks where they they play sloppy basketball and turn the ball over a lot. I mean, that is the one concern. Uh, but you know, defensively, they've been really good and really consistent. And see, really, that's what Steve Peichel. Uh, that's the that's the mark of his teams right now is his defense. Well, let's face it. I mean, they're not only maybe one year ahead of where everybody thought they'd be. I think they're almost two years ahead of, uh, of where they'd be. No one in their right mind would have picked Rutgers to peak in the top 25 this year, especially, listen, there was there was some good vibes in, in heading after last season, but then all of that went out the window when Eugene Omarugi transferred. I mean, that was like, there was almost like a death in the family when he left. I mean, that was a that was a huge blow to anything that they were building. And then here they are now in the top 25. I mean, this is unbelievable. I, yeah. I, I would assume that this is still a really young team. I suspect that they're going to stub their toe a couple times down the stretch. I don't see them being, you know, undefeated at home. I, they're going to have, a, they're going to throw in a loss in there that you scratch your head with just because they're so young and they've never been in this position before. I mean, yeah. you got to give them a little slack here. I think what they've done to, to date is, is stunning. I mean, well, look at this run. Listen to this run of sophomores. Uh, Miles My- Johnson was just a, 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 you know, emerging as a, a dominant a big man in the Big Ten. He's a sophomore. Caleb McConnell's been fantastic. A, you know, a big guard, a six-seven guard. Uh, he's been terrific. He's a sophomore. Montez Mathis, Tez, as they as he's known at the rack. Uh, you know, he's been terrific. He's a sophomore. Ron Harper Jr., who's who's been fantastic this year as well. He's a sophomore. So, you know, you got four sophomores right there. Jacob Young, Geo Baker, both juniors. Aquazi uh, Yaboa, who's the uh, transfer, uh, he's a senior, and he's he's really been steady. Uh, he's, he's really been done good. A, yes, he's really done a terrific job. Uh, everything that they hoped he would be coming from Stony Brook as a grad transfer. Now how, about, how about Paul Mulcahy? He was the guy and, that, and he's a freshman. You know, the Jersey guy, the yeah. pipe paper, the point guard that they were that they could not wait to get, the headband and all of that. Has he has he exceeded your expectations? Has he been right around where you are? I know he's not playing as much as probably many would have thought, but uh, what are your impressions on his freshman season? Well, listen, he's a he's a true point guard, and Rutgers hasn't seen that in a long time, and so he's a pass first guy. He's not really scoring, but you can see it. You know, he's a, he's an elite passer, as everybody said all along, and he is. I mean, he finds he finds these guys like Miles Johnson and and Shaq Carter, and these guys cut into the basket, and 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 Yabo and such. I mean, these guys cut into the basket in perfect uh, rhythm with them. You can see that once he gets these these guys down and plays with them for you know uh, you know into his sophomore and then his junior year. He's really going to be able to run the floor. There's no question about it. He's he's just a classic he's point guard. Too. Yeah, he is. He's and and you know, and he, okay, big as well. Yeah, he is. Uh, and he'll take uh, he'll take the shots when he can. Uh, he's just he's a guy right now who's feeling out what he needs to do for the team and on the court. And and I think he's exceeding expectations. I you know I didn't feel I didn't think he'd come in and dominate right away. They've got a lot of guards. They're very guard heavy. And I, I think Peichel's done a good job of you know figuring out a rotation of nine and giving him the right minutes. And, and he's got a good feel for the game. That's where his coaching has really excelled this year. Is he's just got a good feel for the game and he gets these guys in the right position and they're nine deep so you know they're playing uh you know they're they're nice and fresh at the end of the game and and they're wearing teams down with, with defense and you know the concern of course and it's always going to be there is the shooting uh they're they're foul shooting while maybe a little better than last year is still not where it needs to be to be an elite team 
It's just not. You have to hit your foul shots. And, you know, the, you know, the, the foul the field goal percentage, you know, look, you, you want to get the ball down low to Miles Johnson. I mean, that's really what Rutgers wants to do because, uh, you know, they're not the best shooting team. But, you know, they, they live by defense and, and they've been playing some really good defense. And that's what the coaches are all saying. You hear, you know, you see it in, in the postgame comments that, uh, that that it's a defense that really is 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 on an elite level in the country. And, and that's that that's Peichel just doing a, a fantastic job and the assistant coaches as well. No doubt. No doubt. As an alum, you know, you must love going to the rack now. I, I've told you in the past. Not, not that I'm telling you anything you don't already know, but that place absolutely shakes when they're good. It rocks, it's loud, and it truly is a on-campus home court feel that a lot of schools just do not have. I mean, Seton Hall plays in the cavernous Prudential Center, and it gets loud, but they don't fill the upper bowl, so, that, so a lot of it is empty. You know, you're at Rutgers where the fans are, let's face it, right on top of you, the student section starts to get rolling and, you know, it can be very intimidating for teams that come in there. I've seen it with my own two eyes. No question. I mean, 8,000 people fit in the rack, maybe a little bit more than that. They've been selling it out now consistently. So, I mean, it used to be where I could get tickets like a night or two before and I'm like, hey, do I want to go to the game? I, mo- I make it to most, but not to all. But now forget it. I, I you know, I, I sat down a couple of weeks ago and said, listen, if I want to go to the games here, I'm getting my tickets now. So, uh, you know, and I'll, I'm going the most, most of the home games, the rest of the way I'll be at. And it's just a fantastic atmosphere and one we haven't seen in a while because, you know, they're playing so well. So and, and here's the thing. And I've always said this all along. And it's it goes to football, too, John, that if they're winning and they're successful, you know, they're coming out. The fans are coming out. It's not one of those things. And I don't know what college program in the country. I'm sure there's plenty where even if they're, you know, I mean, I guess at Duke, if they're 500, if Duke ever was 500, yeah, Cameron, uh, Cameron would still be packed. I don't know. Maybe North Carolina, which is actually around 500. I wonder if it's still packed for every game there. You know, if Rutgers is around 500, man, there's going to be some open seats. But also there's another thing, too. And at the Purdue game, you know, the Big Ten travels well. There was a bunch of Purdue fans at the the rack uh, uh, the other night. Bunch of them. So... Um, so, and, and you'll see that for all of them, for Michigan and all, cause you know, there's plenty of, um, grads that live in New York and such. They'll come out to the rack. So that's the one nice thing about being in the big 10. You got a lot of, um, a lot of schools that travel well. No doubt. Six teams, the big 10 has ranked in the top 25. Very impressive. So, uh, what, what Rutgers is doing is, you know, for the, for the, college basketball fan out there that doesn't follow it all that closely they must be looking at the top 25 and saying wait a second who the heck is Rutgers you know yeah. they're, dive, they're doing a deeper dive see that they're 16 and 5 I mean it's just really incredible I'm, I'm happy for them I'm happy for Steve Peichel yeah and I just hope that they're able to keep it up and that you know the roof doesn't cave in because that can happen with young teams that have never been in this situation before. a young team with so, a tough John, a young team with a tough road. I mean, it, it's just, there's a lot of tough games away from the rack uh, in the Big Ten, which is just, a, a, come on, it's one of the best in the country, if not the best in terms of top to bottom. It's right up there. And yeah. uh, and every every night is a battle. So And they've got a lot of games away now. So um, they, they've got to figure that out. I think it starts this Saturday with Michigan. Uh, you know, I think a little bit of a gift. I, I noticed Michigan trying to get into the backyard in New York there, which is cool. 
which is fine, but there's they're calling it a home game at the Garden, which is, which is which is good, and they'll have a lot of uh, alum there for sure. Uh, but uh, I think that that could be one that Rutgers can steal, and then the the rest of the way they really got to figure out a way to get the you know those four or five wins, which will get them in. And then we'll, then also we got to talk about going to Indianapolis and having to show for the uh, the Big Ten tournament. You know, a one and done would be a problem there, too, if they struggled down the road. So there's a lot going on here, but it's been a really, really good, really good run for them. And they're and they are a very good team and definitely it's being fun to watch. Yeah, I tell you, you and I picked the right season to put this Jersey hardwood. No doubt. Together. We'll have it all covered here. So yeah, absolutely. With us, uh, and, weekly and because we'll have guests and we'll have our opinions and. Hopefully, we'll be bringing more good news to uh, Jersey basketball fans because uh, right now it's uh, it's a hotbed. No question, it, it certainly is. Now, I do want to give you two minutes. I know this is Jersey Hardwood job, but let's give you two minutes with the the Providence Friars. What's going on over there? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I really don't know. One thing that you hear college coaches say often, and it's something that our head coach Ed Cooley has preached and that's for your roster you want to get old and now what that means is that you have upperclassmen you have seniors you have some some uh grad transfers that are fifth year whatever well our team is loaded with seniors and you would think that guys that have been through the wars with coach and, and on the roster would be you know prepared for what they're seeing and they just have not been it's been a uh, it's been a really down season the, our biggest bugaboo is we don't have anybody that can put the ball in the basket. Defensively, we keep ourselves, I say we, like I have a mouse in my pocket, but um, defensively, Providence will guard you tooth and nail. They're in all of their games. They've lost a ton of them in the final minute. Right. The problem is when they need to get a basket, we just they just don't have someone that can ring the bell. Right. There's no one that can beat someone off the dribble, get to the basket, score, and or draw defenders, drop it off, and get a basket. So, um it's been a really down year and mm-hmm. and uh, very disappointing because this was a season many fans, myself included, were were hoping not only for a trip to the NCAA but maybe a second weekend, uh, yeah. Sweet Sixteen kind of a run with a team that yeah. uh, that is old and talented and uh, right now it's just not happening. So yeah. I, I'm not sure at this point. There's a bit of a a bit of a um, malaise if you mm-hmm. will around the program they haven't recruited well this year the product on the court is not so great we'll have to we'll have to see they have a couple of talented red shirts that are sitting out this year some transfers that uh that are good players they're going to have to be plug and play next year they're going to have to go right from the opening tip and, and get them back um in the right direction because if you have a, a missed year and or two years on the recruiting seat it can really set you back so it's uh been yeah. a disappointment to say the least. Yeah, it's up here for them. Still games to play. Maybe mm-hmm. they can uh, catch fire in the NCAA tournament. The talent is there. I'm, I'm sorry, in the Big East tournament to uh, to, to steal yeah. a bid. But um, right now, I think the NIT is even uh, going to be a, a tough hoe. But um, very disappointing to say the least. Yeah, but you know it's a, it's down year for them, and it's okay to say we, Johnny. You spent four years there, pal. It is, yeah. Yeah, my parents will say we because they footed the bill on those checks, I guess, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So you're listening to the Jersey Hardwood podcast. We're going to be back with uh, Kevin Astorino, and we're going to talk Seton Hall basketball after this. 
At LG Insurance Agency, our exceptional staff of agents shop seven insurance carriers to help you get the best pricing and value for your home, car, and business insurance. LG Insurance Agency is the destination for all of your insurance needs. LGinsuranceagency.com or search LG Insurance Agency. And we're back on Jersey Hardwood, sponsored by LG Insurance. And joining us, we have Kevin Astorino, who's been writing on Seton Hall basketball for our site, moresportsnow.com, which is the home of Jersey Hardwood. And Kevin, thanks for taking some time with us. I know you got to get off to class. Yeah, um, I'm happy to be here and uh, looking forward to uh, talking about the Pirates. Yeah, now you're a senior at Seton Hall, so when you go to all the games, not their best performance at the Rock last night, though, Kevin. Uh, you know, sign of a good team is they still win without their best foot forward. So uh, not looking good last night, but still get the win. Yeah, I mean, a win's a win, and uh, especially in the Big East when you got um, you know, every team is competitive. Um, they they looked a little slow in the beginning, um, which had me you know questioning. But you know, I've looked at this team throughout the season. There seems to me that they're a second half team. They really pull together and uh, you know find a way to win, and and that's exactly what happened last night. Um, you had some guys that were slow in the beginning, like Miles. Uh, he struggled in the beginning from shooting, and then he uh, he pulled together towards the second half, finished with twenty four. Yes, yeah, seven of twenty-one. So he struggled, but you know what? You, and you count on your star. But he did come along. You know, he he did what he always does, and that is key shots at the end. Uh, you know, so they got a big uh, big night from him late. Uh, Quincy McKnight had some big shots too. Jared Roden looked really good too. So these are the guys that are stepping up and and certainly stepped up when uh, Manuel Kalashvili went down. So and I got to tell you, you know, when they lost to Rutgers, they were reeling. And it certainly wasn't, uh, you know, their best foot forward there, you know, with uh, Powell going out with a concussion. Mamu Kalashvili had just got injured, and I thought they were really in trouble. And Willard has just done a fantastic job. And here's 10 in a row. They go without Powell and beat Maryland. And I just, I've been surprised at how good they've been. But you know what? They had a lot of players that have stepped up. Absolutely. I, I can't agree with you more. Guys like, you know, Quincy McKnight, uh, Roe Gill, um, they've just really put uh, – made strides uh, this season to step up for guys when they uh, weren't, weren't in the game. Um, you know, Romaro Gill, for example, he's, he's doubled his points per game. He's doubled his rebounds. Um, I think I read a stat last night. He had like 19 blocks in the last three games, which is phenomenal. Um, I think almost top in the Big East. And uh, you're getting production from all the guys. Willard, the one thing that I've always noticed about Willard is he gets, he maximizes his use out of all of his guys, you know, uh, Miles Powell obviously is the focal point of the team, but you know you got guys like Quincy McKnight, uh, Miles Kale, Jared Roden. Um, you know they're all there that are playing their due and uh, really stepping up to the hall, and it shows. Yeah, and uh, you know I was going to ask you about Romero Gill because here's a senior. He's really stepped up his game in, in his final season of eligibility. Man, it's it's pretty impressive. And they've got size. They've got him. Uh, Obiago is a big guy. I mean, he's not much of an offensive force, but he's certainly a defensive problem for anybody. So they've got size as well. They've got good guard play going on. And 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 really, uh, as, you know, as tenth in the country, you, you feel a, you're not only making the tournament. That's a that's a foregone conclusion. The way they're tearing through the Big East, but going deep in the tournament this year is really what they need to do with Miles Powell back for senior year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, they're on a hot streak right now. Um, you know, Willard and them, they've got to be feeling good riding 10, you know, top of the Big East. 
I think the matchup that everyone's going to be watching out for is that February 8th game against Villanova. Um, mm-hmm. You know, see, you know, how they can handle themselves on the road against such a, a, a force like Villanova with Jay Wright's squad. Um, you know, that will really be the test. To me, um, seeing a Seton Hall win against Maryland without their two best players in uh, Miles and Sandro, um, that kind of gave me a sense of hope and saying, hey, this team can really do it even without their star players. Yeah, and then coming up, uh, you got Xavier and Georgetown at D.C. So, you know, Georgetown's always a chippy team. So going on the road, that's certainly not a gimme. And then, yeah, I mean, you know, Villanova, you know, it's just one of those teams. I mean, they're in a down year, but it's Villanova and they're always well coached. And it's been, let's right. face it, come on, it's been Seton Hall's nemesis, right? So you still have that big test coming because you still have two left with Villanova. Yeah, I mean, especially that that loss in the Big East Championship, which I actually was able to attend with my father and seeing that, that loss by one point, it still stings. So I know that they're going to be back out there for revenge. I know Miles hasn't forgot about it for sure. With the the ranking so high, and it's it's been a long time since Seton Hall's been in the top 10 here, uh, is it... Is there a feeling that this year has to happen? They have to go deep uh, in the in the tournament because next year losing you know key players, uh, it'll be a different team. Is is there a sense that uh, of urgency that they really have to um, make it happen this year? Um, I would argue yes. Um, you know, the big thing is is that Miles Powell, you know, choosing to return for his senior year, Willard coming back after having offers on the table from other teams. Um, I think, you know, they're, they were putting all their eggs in one basket here. And, you know, I don't think Miles would have came back, especially Willard coming back to this program, if they didn't think that they had what it takes to really make a, a deep run and potentially win. Um, so I, I do believe that, you know, with the way they're playing and, you know, with, with Miles back, um, I do believe that this is the year where, you know, uh, in my mind, it, you know, you could repeat uh, those Carlissimo days back in uh, 89, 90 and make it make a run for Seton Hall. Um, so, yeah, to answer that, I would say that it is. Because I've always felt that Miles Powell, I mean, he's, he's a special player and, you know, a guy and, and your go-to guy, a guy who's going to get that basket for you when you need it. And when you have a special player like that and one of the top players in the country, it makes a, a good or very good team, a potentially a great team. And, that, and that's where you are. I mean, with Miles Powell in the lineup, uh, you know, you can really beat any team in the country. So, it, you know, and obviously that's what separates Seton Hall, I believe, from, uh, you know, the, the good and very good teams. And, and can, they can potentially be a great team. They can potentially be a Final Four team. Absolutely. Um, you know, my four years seeing Miles develop as a player, um, you kind of were able to get a glimpse of it back when he was a freshman um, and playing with, you know, the, the core four, as I call it, Sonogo, Delgado, Kadeen, and Desi. Um, you know, I, I always knew that there was something special about Miles. Um, it kind of got uh, overshadowed in the fact that he was playing with those other guys that were at an elite level. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's as Willard pointed out every game, I mean, Miles is truly a special player. Um, you know, he just eclipsed the uh, fourth all-time scoring list at Frasheaton Hall. Um you know, he really is something special, something that, you know, we haven't seen um, in a pirate uniform in, in a long time. So it's been fun to watch. And, you know, I'm looking for Miles to continue his stellar play uh, going through the Big East and, uh, you know, the tournament as well. And it's also chasing the all-time uh, Seton Hall point lead. I mean, Terry DeHare, 
has that and he, he's chasing that down. I mean, he's got he's got a lot to go. I think it's some 300 points or so, but it's certainly a possibility by the end of the season. Yeah, for sure. Um, if he keeps it up with uh, you know scoring twenty plus in the in the next uh, half of a lot less half of the stretch, um, he definitely can do it. But I think Miles's focus has always been you know team, team first mentality mm-hmm. and uh, you know trying to win uh, games for his team. But that'll certainly be something to watch for to see if he can pull it off. Give us the sense of the buzz on campus. Or are, are the students fired up? What's going on? Oh yeah, I mean. <laughs> If you ever were to walk on campus, uh, I can't tell you how many Miles Powell jerseys I see floating around campus, um, in- including myself. I mean, it, it's it's crazy the the type of um, vibe that's going on here and how much people adore this guy. Um, you even got people with other jerseys uh, of other players on it. You know, the the basketball team really resonates with the students here, um, and it's you know this pirate. It's everyone bleeds blue here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, everywhere you walk, there's people talking about it people wearing pirate gear. Um, you know, cool. it's a big deal over here. And it's a small campus. I mean, do you rub elbows with the players? Uh, yes, a little bit. Um, last year, I was fortunate enough to live with in the same building as, uh, you know, Miles and the basketball team. So I always, you know, rubbed elbows with them, uh, talked to them in the hallway and stuff. And, you know, they're really cool guys, really laid back group. Um, and it was, it was fun. I mean, this year I commute um, and I still get a little bit of a chance to see them you know walking out of practice etc but uh yeah you know last year was definitely a big year for me in terms of you know getting close with the guys and you know finding out more about them and and the team that's cool man so uh, give me a how do you get out to the games how do you get out to the rock are there a bunch of buses that get you guys out there yeah so uh seton hall provides um, them a number of school buses that uh you know you sign up for on the ships app uh you reserve your seat and uh that's how they bus all the kids out there um, sometimes, you know, if I'm running late from class or, or whatever, I'll Uber over to the rock, uh-huh. um, cause it's a short drive from Seton Hall. Sure. And, uh, yeah, they, you know, Seton Hall really makes sure that they can get as much fan attendance as they can to come support. Give us a sense, uh, of the, of the rest of the season. Is there anything you talked about Villanova? Is there anything else that concerns you on the schedule? Um, I would say, uh, you know, any, any, any team in the big East to me is, uh, they're always going to put their best foot forward and, and can, and be competitive um to me as i mentioned before villanova uh at villanova and especially playing them at the rock is my uh biggest uh concern um but you know you got marquette with marcus howard who's an elite scorer um mm-hmm. you got georgetown and uh providence uh who coached by ed cooley who's sitting right there uh towards the top of the list in the biggie so you know each game for me it's always like you know pirates gotta bring their their a game and uh but you know, Villanova is definitely the one to be watching. Um, but I would say, I would argue that, you know, every team, every team in the Big East is competitive and uh, it's, it's any given day, any team can win. Well, you got to get off the class, Kevin. So uh, thanks for joining us. And I hope you can join us uh, on Jersey Hardwood later in the season. You got it. And thanks thank- for having me. And thanks for writing for the, uh, for the site. The fantastic articles that you've been writing are really, uh, really appreciate it. You got it. My pleasure. All right, Kevin. Study hard. All right. All right, man. Yep. Thanks. Thanks. Take care. 
And that'll do it for the Jersey Hardwood podcast at moresportsnow.com, sponsored by LG Insurance. I'd like to thank Kevin Astorino for joining us. He covers Seton Hall on the site for us. Also, I want to thank John McAlevey for joining us early to talk a little Rutgers basketball. And we'll be back next week with plenty more coverage of Rutgers and Seton Hall basketball. It's the Jersey Hardwood podcast. Please join us and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.